Welcome to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and a person who wishes I lived in a culturally well community. And that's the topic of today's show, cultural wellness. Can we co-create a cultural wellness movement? We are live, and we would love your calls. The phone number is 952-946-6205. That's 952-946-6205. Joining us by phone is the founder of the Cultural Wellness Center. Um, she's an elder and, con- and consultant in African Ways of Knowing, Atum Azira. Um, welcome. Welcome to Food Freedom Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. So you founded a cultural wellness center. Tell us about that. Well, first, you know, uh, I, I need to say how grateful I am to you for uh, kind of having this topic on the air uh, on a Saturday morning where people are really, really struggling, both in terms of the kind of general psychology that we're all operating in, you know, just trying to interact with each other, trying to interpret and process all that's going on uh, around us, both in the political and in the economic and spiritual realms that we operate in. So thank you very much. Uh, The Cultural Wellness Center is my um, contribution, I think, to the, uh, often what I think of as the racial healing, uh, what I think is a racial healing movement that's really up on us. Um, I was born in Mississippi in the Delta uh, in, in 1943. And so coming through that process and watching what happened to uh, black people, to myself, my family, I decided at some point uh, about 28 or 29 years ago, that I needed to do something that moved us beyond the extreme uh, brutality on all levels of our being that we had experienced. And in order to do that, I started to study what is culture and what has given us as a people the capacity in you know inside of ourselves to endure and come out with such amazing grace. So what is that resiliency about? And I learned that it was from our innate culture of origin. And we took that back to the land of Africa, but most importantly to the thinking of people of African heritage. So that's how I got started. Beautiful. And you have two events coming up, both on uh, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, February 19th. Um, You'll do a farm table with Cultural Wellness Center at the Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe, and that's from 6 to 8 p.m. And later in the show, um, Seward Co-op will be joining us. But also you have your first ever conclave. So tell us about the conclave. The conclave uh, is, is what often people refer to as a conference or a workshop or seminar And it is really our opportunity, the Cultural Wellness Center's opportunity to highlight the teachings, but most importantly, the teachers who have learned, studied, and become, once again, uh, very uh, strong in how do you create programs, create institutions that really are about cultural healing. Uh, So we are bringing together our fellows, that's what we call them, and our fellows, once again, are people who have studied with us since 1996 in some instances. They will be uh, guiding table discussions at this event on what do the movements that are very active right now need to do to move from a ground of race and racialization to a ground of culture and cultural healing and ways of knowing. So we invited people. We have about uh, 110 people registered. It's at the Minneapolis Institute of Art because that is one of our new and powerful partners who are really looking through their own work with uh, with the museum, with art, with artifacts. Uh, the most recent exhibit on in the Sunken City uh, exhibit, we are actually incorporating the... Egyptian exhibit into the day of the conclave. We call it a conclave because it really is dialogue-based 
learning and exchanging knowledge base and wisdom is that at the end of it we think that this coming together will really give us as we talk and learn from each other a greater wisdom once again about cultural healing, about racial healing, and so forth. I have have someone in the studio with me, um, Snake. um, Snake has worked uh, over 30 years in men's healing group. And Snake, you were telling me your definition and how how wisdom and knowledge are different. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. I was curious because when we talk about wisdom, I was confused. And so I'm a student of history and went back and took a look, and I noticed that what seemed to define wisdom and differentiate it from knowledge was in the application. Uh, mm-hmm. How knowledge is applied determines whether it's wisdom or not, at least in my definition. So what I've come up with is wisdom is the ability to learn from life experience and apply it for the good of all. Mm. That wisdom is about applying it to the good of all. And, and we've kind of, as a society, I would say, uh, is there any question, are, are we a culturally well society? I'll let up to, are we culturally well? No, we're not. We are actually so uh, racially obsessed that every single um, interaction that we have is based in Uh, either uh, our sense about whiteness or our sense about blackness that's really a, uh, it's really an objectification of the person and personality. And that is so, uh, so deeply involved in us right now that we don't think about culture. We have tried to let go of culture. We have tried to um, uh, destroy culture and to create a oneness through race which uh, in the work that we do, we know will not happen. The oneness that we're looking for really is going to have to come from our inner uh, development, which we think wisdom then uh, is produced when you think about the inner being or the beingness of our existence as opposed to the objectification of our, you know, our, our, our um, race and, and even ethnicity. So... That's a great definition, and I think you're right that we learn from every experience we have, including the most horrible experiences. And if we don't learn from them, we'll get stuck in them. Right, and now we are live, so people can join this conversation. I want to really talk deeply about what is culture and how do we become a, a culturally healed society. The call-in number is 952-946-6205. But let's make sure we get the details. Um, is this a public event that's on Tuesday? How do people participate? It is a public event, and the culturalwellnesscenter.org uh, website you will see that it is the Conclave. It's Tuesday uh, at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, Tuesday the 19th. And we get to be together from 9 to 4 to eat and, as I said before, exchange experiences and so forth. So it's an all-day event. It's facilitated, guided. There is a tour of the exhibit, and we're inviting people to really just take time for themselves. 9 to 4, Minneapolis Institute of Art, uh, 2400 3rd Avenue South. Awesome. And then in the evening, um, you'll be at the uh, Seward Co-op for a Creamery Cafe for a farm-to-table dinner. Yes. Can you believe all of this happening on one day? I know. It sounds great. So, so Seward Co-op is another extremely important partner for the Cultural Wellness Center, We have uh, launched an effort that's a two-year effort to bring to next-door neighbors to the Seward Co-op something called the Dreamland Co-Cafe. Dreamland Co-Cafe? is where cooks will come together from various cultural communities and make the soups of our memory, the foods of our memory, and have events around family reunions and so forth in this center. But at Seward that night, we're going to talk about what the cooks and what the food and the memories and so forth that get generated mean to us from from farm to fork. It's that kind of thing that we'll talk about on Tuesday night. 
Awesome. And Kara's joining us right now also from Seward Co-op. So welcome. Um, and um, welcome to the show. So tell us more about what is going on on, uh, on Tuesday the 19th. Yeah. Hi. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a farm table dinner coming up on Tuesday, February 19th from 6 to 8. It's at the Creamery Cafe uh, located at 2601 East Franklin Avenue. Um, and we're featuring our February seed recipient, the Cultural so- our cultural Wellness Center. Uh, and then we'll have cafe staff have designed a really great menu inspired by the center's work. Um, using some ingredients sourced from small local producers. Um, it's going to be a four-course meal. Uh, we got meat and veggie samosas. We're going to have uh, cauliflower salad, some jerk chicken. Um, we'll have some green curried vegetables as well for folks who um, are vegetarian. And then we'll have a delicious cherry citrus cobbler. Ooh, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. And um, I'm sorry, Laz. Um, so now Atuma's back. Um, uh, Cara, we just uh, lost you. Feel free to call back in. Um, but um, I, I'm really excited about this because it's about building lim- living economic power, right? It's living economic yeah. power. And so tell us more about your Dreamland Co-Cafe. Well, once again, it is, uh, we first of all want to know it's right next door to the Friendship Sword Co-op Friendship um, location, which is once again, 38th and 4th Avenue in South Minneapolis, across from uh, um, just some important Sabathany Community so, Center, which is We're going to need to take a break, but you're listening live to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be right back. We're talking about cultural wellness. Show up from wherever you are from. You can come here to be free. Bring your full self. Tap, taste, and treasure at Vinaigrette, where we have some warm seasonal recipes all ready to create dynamite meals. Our fig balsamic vinegar pairs perfectly with roasted Brussels sprouts or baked brie. And sweet potatoes are always a winner, but never more than when they're roasted with a drizzle of vinaigrette cinnamon or orange-fused extra virgin olive oil on top. Come in today for more custom-crafted food and cocktail recipes at Vinaigrette, 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis, and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior. Online at vinaigrettemn.com. Hi, everybody. This is Paul Metz inviting you to listen to my radio show, The Wall of Power Radio Hour, every weekend on AM 950. We feature cool people from all walks of life and from all 50 states. In four and a half years, we have featured musicians, actors, politicians, homicide cops, record stores, Metz documentaries, Bob Dylan's first drummer, and more. Every weekend on AM 950, 6 p.m. on Saturday, 4 p.m. on Sunday. Are you concerned about health care reform, deportation, gun violence, the Line 3 pipeline? Learn how to make your voice heard. Register now for the Min by Min Beyond the Vote Conference on Sunday, February 24th at Harding High School in St. Paul. Minnesota artist and Northland Poster Collective co-founder Ricardo Levins Morales will kick off the day as the keynote speaker. The day-long conference features a variety of workshops and activities to help you better understand the issues, boost your activism skills, and connect with activist and advocacy communities across the state. Be sure to visit the exhibitor tables and try out the new hosted interactive walk-up stations. Register today at mnxmn.org. Early bird rates are available through Valentine's Day. Student discounts, scholarships, and child supervision are also available. Or sign up as a volunteer and attend sessions for free. For more details or to register, visit mnxmn.org. That's Min by Min Beyond the Vote Sunday, February 24th at Harding High School in St. Paul. Min by Min, empowering civic engagement in Minnesota. I'm Candy Braffle, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings Magazine and host of Green Tea Conversations, a new show for people who are on a journey to take responsibility for their health and play a more active role in their family's well-being. Join me every Sunday at 10 a.m. as I interview local experts who share the latest in natural holistic approaches in a fun and informative way. So grab a cup of tea and join the conversation as we awaken to natural health. Visit us at naturaltwincities.com. 
Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. When machines and computers and profit motors and property rights are considered more important than people, the giant triplets of racism, extreme materialism, and militarism are incapable of being conquered. So now, Eric, can you play up that music? Because this music is from uh, Joe Davis. And um, Joe Davis talks about showing up. Let's listen for a second. You are from, you can come here to be free. So one of the things I wanted to ask you is, Tom, um, when when people show up, are they showing up as an object or are they showing up as a being? A Tom? From yes, hi. From our point of view, you're showing up as a being. And however long it takes us to penetrate into that being, we take that time. And we propose that for our society. What do you think, Snake? It's very congruent with the work that's benefited my life in a big way. Um, I agree, and I think for many people in today's world, what is your identity? Who are you as a being? Because in order to really show up in that way, you have to know what that is. Not entirely, it's something that develops. But I agree, it's... Uh, a group of individuals forming a community become far much stronger. Humanity survived as a result of that talent. And unfortunately, right now, because of the loneliness and whatever else, we're isolated. Yeah, I want to, yeah, let's, let's really talk, this is, some call this the age of loneliness. Let's talk about that, Atom. That's been your work. Well, in our work, you know, uh, I want to once again just say to the two of you, thank you so much. We have created something in 1990, between 94 and 96 called the theory of sickness, and this is the people's theory. And it says that individualism, loss of culture, and loss of community makes you sick. That the sickness, many of the diseases, including the disease of violence and hate, we consider those dis-ease within the spirit. That exists because we are so disconnected, disconnected both from our own beingness to the beingness of others. So this idea of othering becomes, once again, it has become racialized. So what we're suggesting is that I am and so are you. I am because you are, which is an African proverb. And so we connect at that level to a very, very large degree. But I want to say it's a lot of work to do that. You have to get beyond the layers, both of the things we have experienced and those things that have been leveled against us. And so that's how we do the work. We, we, we want you to be connected to yourself first and then to others. And that's why you talk about self-love is the first step. Yes. We talk about self-love and self-study. So if I'm uncomfortable in your presence, I don't necessarily study you. I study what is the discomfort that I'm experiencing coming from. Brother Resma and others around us teach the idea that the trauma has almost formed another layer and that we have to penetrate and get beyond that. And once again, African ways say that you always go to the spirit first. You connect at the soul level through the eyes, you know, through the energies. And that's what we would like to now create and teach. So cultural self-study takes us to that level. We want to learn how to penetrate not only my discomfort, but whatever it is that keeps you from being comfortable with me. And comfort is not just this quick comfort, but a sense of beingness that gives you a, a level of peace, you know, in our interactions. I know. I did um, I did artwork once with Vonda Vaden. Some people might know her. And um, in this part of an art cultural healing space, I came up with mm -hmm. this image of there are deep roots that hold me up at all times. Yes, yes, yes. 
It's yes, somewhat, I mean, it's somewhat of a paradox <laughs> as well because we do change as human beings. One of the stories, I think we're invested in who we see ourselves to be today and the process of maturing. We need to be somewhat resilient and flexible with that too. One of the things I oftentimes think about is... Uh, in some of the work that I did within maximum security prison, sitting with men who were doing life sentences, and they were discussing how to deal with some violence that had taken place in the yard. One of the men stopped for a minute, and he said, wait a minute, we're talking about this based on the men we were. We need to talk about it based on the men we are today. Mm. Well, can I just add that uh, we, once again, studying African ways, we think about the transformation and becoming. Uh, many societies have that as a being and becoming, which means that we're always becoming. Right, that's the name of um, uh, Obama's new book, Becoming, how important that's that is, correct. becoming. Now, we have Kara back in the line from Seward Co-op, so welcome back, Kara. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, we've had a little technical issues, but tell us more about, well, here's where I want to go with Seward Co-op. You're not just a co-op, but you're a community co-op. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a co-op, community co-op? Well, it means that we are um, owned by our community members, and we exist to meet their needs. So Seward Co-op has currently 20,000 over 20,000 households who own the co-op. That means that they have... Um, and your dog is saying, no, yeah, I know what it I means. Know. I know what it means. The dog the dog knows what it means. The dog means it means that we're alive with each other, right? And we're alive and we're supporting each other in a vibrant, a living way. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I'm sorry. He thinks that I'm the mailman. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so Sewer Co-op is owned by over 20,000 households, and basically what that means is that you get to vote for the board of directors um, at the co-op, so you have a voice in the business. Cool. And again, um, people, there's still time to register for the dinner. It's February 19th from 6 o'clock. How do people register for that? Um, go right on to sewer.coop on our event page, and then you can buy tickets on Eventbrite. Awesome. And is there anything else you'd like to mention, Karine? Um, Well, I'm really excited to meet the folks from the Cultural Wellness Center and just yeah. hear more about their work and their new project. It's really in alignment with the co-op's work. Um, and the cafe sounds like a really great project. So I'm really interested in learning more about that and hearing about how other people can support this great project. Wonderful. Thank you. So, Atum, uh, tell us more about uh, Dreamland Cafe. Dreamland Cafe, first of all, is really, uh, uh, it, 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 we call it the culinary heritage because the first, uh, one of the neighborhood's first businesses. Uh, uh, at 38th and 4th was a Dreamland Cafe, which opened in 1937 by an African-American man who really made it his business to bring people into a place where they could feel safe and be safe. safe and be yourself. We have to take a break, but we're going to be back in just a few minutes talking about cultural wellness. Minnesota's appliance specialist at Warner Stellion offer more ways to save, including fast free delivery, basic installation from specialists you can trust, free haul-away, and long-term no-interest financing to qualified buyers. Enjoy guaranteed savings through February 25th on top-selling appliances from around the world. Join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners. Choose Warner Stellion to be your appliance specialist. Tap, taste, and treasure at Vinaigrette, where we have some warm seasonal recipes all ready to create dynamite meals. Our fig balsamic vinegar pairs perfectly with roasted Brussels sprouts or baked brie. And sweet potatoes are always a winner, but never more than when they're roasted with a drizzle of vinaigrette cinnamon or orange-fused extra virgin olive oil on top. 
Come in today for more custom-crafted food and cocktail recipes at Vinaigrette, 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis, and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior. Online at vinaigrettemn.com. I'm Connie Bure, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind, body, spirit, emotion perspective. Join us next Saturday as we explore the secret and not-so-secret life of emotions. Come explore this foundation of all creation with us and learn more about how to use it in your life. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life. This is Chad, owner of AM950. I've been telling you about my friends at Snap Construction who are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior construction company in the metro. Don't just take my word for it. Take a look at all their reviews online. Winter is the most cost-effective time of the year to complete your construction project. A majority of Minnesotans choose to have their work completed on their home in the summer when they should be enjoying the weather. As a result, the demand for labor in the summer is much higher. The most cost-effective way to improve or restore your home is in the winter due to the lower demand. Right now, Snap Construction is offering an additional 30% off of labor to the AM950 listeners on your next construction project between now and the end of February. Call 612-333-SNAP and mention AM950 for an additional 30% off. As always, Snap Construction stands by their work with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Don't wait to get a free estimate by calling 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. Financing options available. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show, your source for elder care and caregiver solutions, inviting you to listen to our live call-in show airing on Saturdays from noon to one. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding elder care and caregiver issues to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your best quality of life. Please join us this Saturday from noon to one for the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show and learn more about us at minnesotahospice.com. With your AM950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Today will be partly sunny with a high near 18. Tonight, snow is likely with a low around 10. Sunday, snow before noon with a high near 22 and a low around 8. Monday, high of 18 and a low around negative 2. AM950 is brought to you by Eat Local Minnesota. Break away from the usual and find a list of -of one-of-a-kind local restaurants at eatlocalminnesota.com. From elegant to casual, exotic to comfort food, they've got everything and more. Find the full list of incredible nearby restaurants at eatlocalminnesota.com. Partner up, study up, listen up, keep up, read up, look up, don't give up, and most importantly, show up. You may be hurting or so we're listening to music from Joe Davis. If you want to find out more about this music, you can go to joedavispoetry.com. And with us by phone is the um, uh, founder of the Cultural Wellness Center, Atum Azir here. And um, when we want to break, you want to talk about um, the vision for the new restaurant, Dreamland Cafe, and your partnership with Seward Co-op. Well, I want to uh, reiterate what Sarah Kara said before about Seward. Seward is really community-owned, which means the residents of the geographical areas in which Seward exists own the business. So they are able to help make decisions. Cultural Wellness Center, similarly, is about unleashing the power of citizens to heal themselves. So together, we bring, uh, once again, this legacy of the first business Uh, one of the first businesses in this area from 1937 into this cafe now, which will be in close partnership with Seward, to bring food and food as medicine, food as memories, food as culture, into this existence as we undertake, you know, this idea of, of healing and of building community around culture and healing. Uh, so it's, it's food, but food is so much more than, as I said before, something that, and I heard you say it too, than something that you take in uh, just to fill your belly. It's about filling your spirit and your mind also. And, and I really, the, the, the connecting ownership and power with culture, um, yes. that's, that's, that's kind of where we need to evolve to. Um, yes. And I think this ties in with your idea, Snake, on, on how do we... How do we um, how do we how do we connect power and culture so that we can create the co-create the world we want to create? We we all know that this culture is pretty sick. How do we create a well one? I think a lot of what we've done in the past is unconscious, 
and to make it conscious by coming together as people and looking eyeball to eyeball, that's a big aid right there. Uh, so much of our connection is virtual at this point in time. It's not the same as being in the same physical place. Um, I think people coming together to serve one another and to serve themselves is incredibly important and builds in that whole process of maturing as well. Yes. I mean, I think that we talk about this dreamland, and it talks about in 1937 it was a rare public space that welcomed people of all races. Well, here we are saying that same thing about the Dreamland Co. Cafe in partnership with uh, the Seward Co-op Friendship uh, location, which is at 38th and uh, 3rd Avenue. So you're right. So coming together in situations where we are both eating, once again, food and uh, in, and taking in the spirit and energy of each other as we heal, because all of us are in a state, you know, of almost crisis at this point, crisis of identity and other things. So we want to come together over food and the entrepreneurship. And the entrepreneurship. Um, I wanted to think, is there, a, we use these words like race and racism. Is there a positive way? What, what word could we use instead of I'm a non-racist? I mean, that's, that's a negation. And so the only word I could come up with is human. <laughs> and I have a book in front of me called The New Human Rights Movement from Peter Joseph. And this is what he says. The system is certainly rigged. However, it's rigged in ways that are less about direct conspiracy or malicious intent and more about the procedural dynamics of the model itself. From the dawn of agriculture, our economic structure evolved with a root social economic orientation based upon competition, exploitation, and scarcity. The social system that results is, is elitist and oppressive, ensuring those with the most wealth and power will maintain the most wealth and power. So the point I wanted to make with this is it's the economic model, not the people. Do you agree, Atom? You know, I do. I think that the only thing I want to add to what you're saying is uh, it's easier said than done. Right. Uh, uh, in the work that we're doing, we're saying that each one of us really are walking around, have embodied whatever the racialized versions of human being is, and that we have to go back to ancient cultures. We do. The modern, the, what we call modoic thought, uh, that has both been uh, enforced upon us and in some cases leveled against us uh, in such ways that we don't want to remember we have to go back to ancient wisdom, the indigenous cultures, the old cultures, those cultures that have been referred to as primitive. That's where some of the ancient wisdom that teaches us how to love, how to deeply care, that, that is where we want to go. And once again, we think there's plenty of that within, once again, indigenous and old cultures, and we consider culture of African descent, we really are going there for ourselves. So how can I, we, together, begin to receive you across the barriers that have been put up for us to really focus on? So that, so that's all I would add to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, this, 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 this work is about awakening a higher consciousness once again, as uh, we talk about, a higher consciousness, uh, a consciousness that said, I am aware of myself in relationship to creation and creator, and therefore I am aware of you. That's kind of how we, we work on it day by day by day. And, and Soul food is about that. So it, when you cook food from that point of view, within the food, within the soups that we will be serving... There is some of that energy and spirit. Because we do have some of this dominant stuff like, oh, there's, you're a loser. And it's like, it's crazy. All life is sacred, right? That's correct. That's absolutely correct. It's complicated, I think, too, because we're talking about not only the economic or the social systems, but the cultural norms. And it takes... We can accept those cultural norms or shape them to suit our purposes. People throughout history have always done that. Part of indigenous wisdom is that it was there to serve the good of all. It had wisdom embedded in it in a very big way. That's correct. 
right now and when I right, right right now when I look at our culture, the rules of engagement, acceptable behavior is off the charts and cruel and isn't generative in a big way. I mean, obviously, there's many people doing wonderful things out there, but the mainstream culture is toxic for many people and combative. It is. It is. It is a toxic culture. Let's call that out. And and what sits behind that toxicity? Do you, do you have insights on that, Tom? Well, you know, we at the Conclave, we're doing this thing of moving from race to culture. And really, in very kind of direct terms, we say that we must get beyond what has been set up around racial uh, identity, what has been set up around whiteness, what has been set up around uh, supremacy, what has been set up to have some people feel like they're better and others feel like they're uh, almost ordained to be worse than, less than. Those have to be dealt with in very, very direct ways. Direct from the soul, though. Direct from culture, which is a resource for us beginning to understand that. So many of, many, many people do not feel like this we-ness that we're describing. People don't feel like we are a part of dominant society. People feel like they're oppressed by dominant society. And so that's what we want to get to now, where we can have that discussion, move through it together from the level of the soul and the spirit. And we consider that. Um, I don't mean to, to be kind of obsessed with this idea, but that's what we say is African ways of knowing. I can move with you in spite of what I know has happened as we, to me through uh, the historical uh, people uh, that come from other places. Do you, does that make sense? I can move through it. My people have done that, and that's what I want to now teach. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, when, when, I love this line from Bob Marley. It's um, vanity is the destruction of the soul. And sometimes I think a lot of us are trained to be objects. It's like almost like we're walking around mm -hmm. being zombies. Mm -hmm. And so that's almost why we need the emperor's clothes of a, 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 an ego shroud because we are walking around as zombies. So part of the work I see is coming alive. And that's why mm -hmm. I really love Joe Davis' poetry because he talks so much about this. You know, come with our wounds. How do we come into the space alive when we? are wounded We're, we don't have to be perfect yet part of what's made my life so rich as well is i'm curious i've got my flaws but i'm really curious and if i see the other as the other i miss out on looking at the world through their eyes being able to look at the world through other cultures eyes has made my world much larger and i'm tremendously grateful for the education but if i see everyone as the other in competition i never get the benefit of that it, one of the things that we often talk about is is almost like there's just fear and love and one of the things that snake said that i thought was so interesting and you learned it in um, south africa is fear what what is fear you said there were three elements of fear yeah it's uh, a man told me uh, his judgment was Westerners have fear all wrong. That fear means pay attention. It doesn't always mean get paralyzed or run away. And uh, oftentimes when we feel fear, we uh, retract. And what he encouraged was step into it. Learn what it's telling you. When the hairs stand up on your arm, what does that say? It says pay attention. Something's happening. And that reframed fear for me in a big way. It's not that it wiped fear away. That's not the goal. But to use it as an asset rather than a liability. What do you think, Tom? And what, how does fear play in our cultural sickness? Yeah, uh, you know, let me just say that the uh, where I get my energy and strength is by remembering and looking at what happened in Mississippi, 1943 and forward, to my family, uh, to my mother and father, the brutality was uh, unspeakable. The brutality was not just to them, it was to a collective people. 
Uh, and what I've learned and I try to teach now is that was not isolated to Mississippi. It was across this country and, as a matter of fact, across the continent of Africa in many cases. So the people who endured that still are full of grace and peace and love and can teach and receive the very people who did this to them. And that, to me, is what, at this point in time, we're promoting to be studied. And it's cultural self-study because I study what happened to give my people that kind of resiliency and power from resiliency and from the capacity to be in alignment with caring. I study that. I study it, and then I try to teach it. It reduces any obsession I have with either fear or hate or those external forces that try to penetrate me. That's, to me, how I, how I think about it. And I think it's a collective experience for people who have been oppressed. Unfortunately, we're going to take a break, but we're going to be right back. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio. Without you, I'm incomplete. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. Finding the best foods the Twin Cities has to offer is easy with EatLocalMinnesota.com. Offering the top local and independently owned restaurants, EatLocalMinnesota.com has everything from burger joints to cocktails and fine dining. It's Greek to Me has been a family-owned Lynn Lake landmark since 1982. Under new ownership, the Janakis Karis family offers classically inspired modern Greek cuisine in a sublime space with gracious hospitality. Be sure to visit their charming bar and explore wines and specialty drinks from Greece. Find It's Greek to Me at 626 West Lake Street in Minneapolis or at itsgreektomemn.com. Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club invites you to check out their beautiful facilities for your next special occasion. Book your wedding reception, retirement party, business dinner, or other special event with confidence, knowing their expert staff and award-winning chef will make it a big hit with your guests. Call today to get a quote. 763-571-9020. Hi, I'm Matt McNeil, and I want to encourage you to join me weekday afternoons at 3 p.m. for The Matt McNeil Show. It's a Twin Cities-based full hour of talk where we discuss what's going on in the state and in the nation from a Minnesota perspective. We'll be joined by a lot of great guests and we'll take your phone calls. Interact with us on the Twitter page, at Matt McNeil Show, the Facebook page, Progressive Citizen X, the Matt McNeil Show, and on email, comment at am950radio.com. The Matt McNeil Show, weekday afternoons at 3, right here on AM 950. Most of us try to be careful about how we eat and the safety of our food. At Total Dog Company, we believe in giving our dogs nutritious, safe food, too. We offer a variety of kibble, canned, and frozen and dehydrated raw foods. We study ingredient lists of every food we sell. We don't sell products that are primarily vegetable protein or that contain generic proteins, byproducts, fillers, or artificial preservatives. Find us in New Hope off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuske, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan, LLP, rewriting the odds for their clients for over 80 years. We are awake. With a swag that was so unique swag. Fly the flag and embrace the freak Bring your armpit singing in your ugly feet You're a piece of the puzzle and the puzzle is peace It's like that, y'all, that's all You don't have to So welcome hard. back to Food Freedom Radio And again, you're listening to the music of Joe uh, Davis um, And uh, we have uh, on the line with us Atum uh, Azari And she is uh, the founder of the Cultural Wellness Center um, And an elder consultant in African Ways of Knowing There's two events coming up on Tuesday, February 19th One is in the evening at Seward... Uh, Creamery Cafe from 6 to 8. Um, and then there is also um, a cultural conclave happening in the day. Do you want to um, uh, fill people?
people in again on what's happening with that? The cultural conclave? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's at the uh, Minneapolis Institute of Art, uh, 2400 uh, 3rd Avenue South. It's from 9 to 4, and you can register by going to the Cultural Wellness Center dot uh, org website and uh it's a day where we are bringing together thinkers and uh, thought leaders and activists uh people who really are trying to create a uh e- create equity and create a multicultural society create a way of thinking that will give us the capacity to work together. And it's a wonderful day of food and dialogue, discussion, and movement, and touring the uh, touring the exhibit, which is the ancient Egyptian exhibit, which we really study carefully. So that's what the day is, uh, 9 to 4, Minneapolis Institute of Art. Okay, and then um, I also have one other event I want to make sure I mention. There's an Upper Harbor co-creation event uh, on Sunday, February 17th from 2 to 4 o'clock at Plymouth Christian Youth Center on 2210 Oliver Avenue North. This power of moving into co-creation and 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 being full individuals, not not suburban to a that, that we that we wake up to our power as people to create the community that we want to live in and to build our culture from our heart and from our deep roots. That's Is that yes. part of the vision? Yes, it is. That is part of the vision, and we are uh, both uh, expressing the vision at the Cultural Wellness Center and at the Conclave and how hard it is to get there. Many yeah. people have a vision, but how do you do it on a day-by-day basis, person-by-person relationship by relationship, interaction by interaction. How do you do it? When I want to say I am no longer full of hate, how do I show that and how do I build that and how do I express that in not just my personal life but in my job, not just in my religious life but in my work life and in my political life. So the how-to is really very difficult. It's, It's a difficult thing to do. It is. Um, and we very... want to teach people how to um, at our event. And with your people's theory of sickness, I mean, a lot of people say this is the age of loneliness and disconnect. Do you think we're getting more lonely? Is the culture, you've, you founded the Cultural Wellness Center um, several decades ago. Is the culture getting less well or more well? Well, you know, we cannot be pessimistic. <laughs> we can't. And I would say to you, the, once again, what we're getting better at is, number one, uh, we have to get rid of the racialized versions of ourselves that has been promoted and made dominant in the laws of this society. We have to get beyond that. We first have to face it, and then we have to recognize that. We go back to and beyond uh, the the physical presentation, the material, physical, uh, superficial, to the spirit and to the soul. And in order to do that, we have to relearn how to do it. So what we say is the loneliness is really a longing for meaning. It's a longing for the self connected to the bigger self in society and in creation. So it's not just a longing for someone to stand next to you. You could be in a crowd and still be lonely. Because of the uh, abandonment of this uh, core, core that is the soul, we have functioned in the head, functioned, you know, in places that is not close to the heart. So once again, we think about African ways, which says that we have an intelligence of the heart, and it's that intelligence that guides our relationships. That is about the self and the soul, though. So I'm not in a room full of people and still lonely. I'm in a room full of people connected to what uh, Dr. King and others call the beloved community. But I have to build that. It doesn't come without work, and the without first, participation and engagement. The first step to building that is self-love. Yes. Self-love, but not individual self-love. Self-love as a reflection of creation and the creator. Ooh, I love that. As a reflection. So the self is not the individual separated from the bigger self. 
And uh, once again, that's the teaching that we're saying. All cultural people have that teaching. So let's go back to that teaching, and then uh, each of our cultural groups can then learn how to exchange. What are the ways that we have survived? Uh, that's the exchange of knowledge and wisdom. It's interesting. I'd like to go back for a minute to how do you teach that? By your presence, mm -hmm. by modeling. And it takes mm -hmm. some self-awareness and self-knowledge and the courage to be self-expressive to model that authenticity. But in the mm -hmm. amalgam of all of that, people learn and aspire to what they admire. And what they mm -hmm. long for. Mm -hmm. And yes, and we call it cultural self-study. So mm -hmm. when you're uncomfortable... You don't study what you think causes the discomfort. You study yourself in the process. How did you cope with it? How did you interpret it? And what did it say to you about yourself? What deeper levels? So cultural self-study, personal self-study, once again, is the method that we use and that we teach. There is curriculum for that. And the curriculum is, as you say, sometimes the curriculum is, your own, uh, you know, how you express it in your life. Right. So, so healing ourselves is ultimately an altruistic act. Healing ourselves is. Is, is an altruistic yep. act. And an act of courage because, and, and, and again, I'm going to get to Joe Davis' music because it's like showing up with her wounds and what are they going to think and all that cultural landscape and conditioning that's destructive. It is. It is. I'm telling you, this the the the... the the selfishness right now, the self-absorption is showing up in uh, politics, once again, is showing up in all of the major institutions. And what we're saying, it is that uh, individualism, that emphasis on you and not on all of us, or the emphasis on the connectedness to creation, uh, that's been disconnected and separated, and we want to get back to that. Well, what a fun conversation. I, I, I would love to have you on again um, and um, really enjoy this conversation. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about um, uh, uh, trying to do a new farm bill, a, a land water right farm bill. And, um, oh, and then the yes. week, yeah, that's, that's really cool, that, that work, water is life. How do we center ourselves on the water is life and, and that we're in co-creation with the natural world? Um, yes. uh, yeah. And then the weekend after that, we'll be talking about Moses Conference. So I thank you so much for being with us, Atun, and thank you. Thank you for your presence and thank you for your work. I'm, I'm deeply grateful for you to uh, to fully uh, express yourself. I'm also thankful for you, Snake, for helping me um, navigate this conversation. You're um, welcome. And uh, people can get more information um, at the Cultural Wellness Center. And you're listening to uh, Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Thank